das ein Herr mit alles. Monsieur Nefesh for integrity. Kinish Bulahem de Sie Haida. The Gemara brings at the end of the, of the, of the, the previous Omid a shita of Rabbi Yehuda that as much as we've learned how the power of Chachomim to undo a neder, even to undo it, Meikaroz, we learned yesterday, nevertheless, if the neder is made in the presence of many people, and the Gemara on our daf goes into what does many mean? Does it mean three? Does it mean ten? If it's made in front of many people, you can't, you can't get a head in the Dorim. Atos Nadorim is only for Nadorim made in private, says Rabbi Yehuda. Also, the Gemara at the bottom of the previous arm with my time at the Rabbi Yehuda. What's Rabbi Yehuda's reasoning? Says Rashi, that if a neder is made in public, it cannot be undone. Answers the Gemara, When the Chivi people, a group of Chivi people came to Yoshua, uh, disguised as people from a distant land. They realized what they were one of the seven nations and that B'nai Israel would wipe them out. And they disguised themselves in order to escape that fate. And they pretended to be people from a distant land. They fooled Yeshua and the nation. And they got Yeshua to swear that he wouldn't kill them. And, and the Tanakh says in Perek in Yeshua, And the Bnei Yisrael didn't kill the, the Chivi people, these Givonim as they're called, um, because they made an oath before, the, the Nesim made an oath, uh, the Nesim of the nation made an oath by Hashem, El Yisrael, the God of Israel. So there's a parallel sugi in, in Gitin. On Daf Memvav, and whenever you're learning a piece of Gemara seriously, you've got to look at the parallel sugyas as well. The Masoras Ashas and others will bring the parallel sugyas. Sometimes, for example, Rashi will explain things differently in both sugyot. Rashi tends to focus on the sugya in front of us, even if he might, for, for the reasons of context in the other sugya, he might give a different explanation. And it's useful to see both of the Rashis. Sometimes there'll be a tosfos on the one, not on the other. Uh, sometimes Rashi only explains it on the first one and relies on that for the second one, as is the case here. Rashi doesn't tell us much here. But the uh, Gemara does go into it in, in Gitin, brings the view of Rabbi Yehuda, uh, you can't get, get an almond for a, a neder that people know about. What's the reason for Rabbi Yehuda? And he brings the Givonim, the Rabbonin. And what about the Rabbonin? Who disagree with Rabbi Yehuda and say, even if it's done in public, you can get it, you can get an, uh, an annulment. Says the, the Rabbonin, say that the Givonim is no proof that there actually wasn't a Shvua there. The Shvua wasn't even valid. They lied. And based on the lie, Yoshua made a, a deal with them. But since the deal was made based on a lie, it's not a valid deal. There's no shvua. If there's no shvua, ask the Gemara, why not kill them? That would, be, that would have been a chilul Hashem. So halachically, they were entitled to wipe them out, as we'll see in Tosh, was not only entitled to wipe them out, but ought to have wiped them out. But because of chilul Hashem, they didn't do that. It says Rashi there, So that the Goyim shouldn't say they were over on the Shvua, they transgressed the Shvua. But what is the halacha? Did they transgress the Shvua or not? No, they didn't. It wasn't a Shvua. So you see from here an incredibly important principle when it comes to integrity. Integrity is not just a matter of halacha. Integrity is a matter of Kiddush Hashem as well. So even if it looks 
deceitful. We can't do it. Even if halachically you're allowed to do it. Then there's a very important Tosfos there. We don't have time to go through the, the entire Tosfos, but you've got it in the sources and it's worthwhile um, going through the entire Tosfos because it explains the question people often ask about the cruelty to the seven nations and the wiping them out and its intolerance and its racism. All of that Tosfos deals with. Uh, but one of the, tos, the things that Tosfos asks is, my time at Rabbi Yehuda, why does Rabbi Yehuda say uh, that you've got to uphold the Shvua? Surely the Shvua doesn't count. It was a Shvua betaut. Um, and furthermore, it says in the Torah, you're not allowed to let them live in Eretz Israel. If they haven't agreed to convert, you're not allowed to let these seven nations live in Eretz Israel. So Yeshua took, made a Shvua to undo a mitzvah, we know that that shvuah doesn't work. You can't make a shvuah against a mitzvah. So, so that's another reason why Yeshua's oath should have been invalid, even without hafarah, without having to undo it. There's a very important machlokit, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbonin here. Rabbi Yehuda says, if you're following the halacha, there's no chilul Hashem. You can't say that you've, you've kept what the Torah tells you to keep, and that's Chilul Hashem. You explain to people, that's our religion, that's what we've got to do. There's no Chilul Hashem if you're Mekayim Ahalocha. And we learned uh, a couple of days ago when we did the laws of, of women's hair covering, we saw an interesting machlokis in principle between the Mishnah Brura and, and the Orach HaShulcha. How the Mishnah Brura holds, in that case, we were talking about social norms. And the Mishnah holds social norms are created by halacha. They are social norms. It doesn't matter if nobody else keeps to those norms. There are social norms. It doesn't matter even if the Jewish people aren't keeping to that. You can be living in a city where there are no, no Shomrei Shabbos. The norm is to keep Shabbos, the Mishnah would hold. Even if you're the only one keeping the Shomrei Shabbos, that's norm. There's a difference between normal and average. So in a city where there, where there are 100 Jews and three keep Shabbos, the average Jew doesn't keep Shabbos. But is it normal to keep Shabbos for a Jew, says the Mishnah Absolutely. That doesn't change because of society. The Ruch HaShulchan says it does. The Ruch HaShulchan says in the case of the, of the hair covering, question, and again, we showed very clearly the Ruch HaShulchan's view that it's an, an important mitzvah and, and, and he's upset that, the, that people have become light in it. However, he talks about whether you can say Kriyashma in front of a woman whose hair is uncovered in a place where the norm is not to cover their hair and he holds there that because the reason for not saying Kriyashma is so that you should not be distracted in your, in your davening in a place where everybody dresses that way, there's no distraction. Uh, so the Orch HaShulchan differs from the Mishnah Brewer in that respect and says, no, you can have a norm which is, uh, which is outside of halacha. And it's a little bit like the Machlokis Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbonin here. Rabbi Yehuda says, if you're keeping halacha, there's no chilol Hashem. But if, you keep, but if you're going against halacha, then there's chilol Hashem. The Rabbonin hold no. Even if you're keeping halacha, there can be a chilol Hashem. If people perceive it as being dishonest or as people see it in any way as being deceitful. Um, so there are two things that I want to deal with. The one was how do we paskin? The other question is, as far as Chilol Hashem is concerned, and the other question is that this is in front of non-Jews. Does Chilol Hashem apply in front of non-Jews? And a year ago, almost to the day, in Beit Zodaf Chavtes, we did a matmonim where I brought you, the, firstly, the, the Medrash in Parashas Ekev, uh, about the Meshim ben Shetach who bought the, uh, the donkey, you'll remember, and there was a, a stone in the donkey, and the question of do you have to give the stone back, very precious stone. 
And Rabbi Shimon Mitzchitach says, they say to him, you don't, it's, it's a non-Jew who isn't governed by our halachot, and you, you don't need to give the stone back. No, says Rabbi Shimon Mitzchitach, lakachti. In my system of integrity, I bought a donkey, I didn't buy a diamond, and therefore I have to give, I have to give it back. Even though we were talking there about a Yishmaeli. And I brought you the Sefer Mitzvah Sagod, or the Smag, where the Smag says you have to be terribly careful not to lie in the presence of Goyim, or, or not to lie to Goyim, even if you've got some halachic dre as to why it might be allowed. Because when Mashiach comes, an amazing smug, when Mashiach comes, and Hashem redeems us, you don't want the Goyim to be saying, why is Hashem doing such miracles for such, a, such an awful people? They're, they're not even honest. They're a group of deceitful people, and the Rebbe is doing miracles. Hashem's going to do the miracles. It's going to happen. Mashiach is going to come. And we see it in our day. But that people should question why Eretz Israel has miracles. If, if Jewish people or Eretz Israel itself behaves in a way which may, might be halachically right, but isn't seen to be right, that's also a problem. Uh, rather it should be when Hashem comes to save us, Hashem wants the Goyim to say, Hashem did it correctly, because they're honest people, and they learn an, a Torah of truth. But if they cheat goyim, that's chilol Hashem. That when Hashem does kindness to us, people will question why, why we deserve it. That's chilol Hashem, and therefore we've got to be very careful about that. And I brought you the big beragol of Cheshmishpetzim and Shamin Shinmiem Ches, where the beragol says, "I've seen Jewish people who've been very careful to return anything that belongs to a goy, even if there's some halachic dre that you could keep it, and they've kept their wealth. And I've seen people who haven't returned things to goyim, and they've deceived goyim, and they haven't kept their wealth." The beragol says that as well. Chilul Hashem and Kiddush Hashem applies to goyim just as much as it applies to to, to Jewish people. What about the halacha lemaisei? We see in the Rambam in at the end of Perik Hay, in Hilchus Yisraeli Atayra, the Rambam Paskins, after going through the laws of Chilul Hashem, he says there are other things of Chilul Hashem. And that is if a person of standing in the community does things, he Paskins like the Rabbonah. That even if they're not Averot, if you're somebody who is expected to, to operate better and you operate in a way which people find disgraceful, even if halachically it's not disgraceful, that too is Chilol Hashem. You buy something and you don't pay immediately. You delay payment without the agreement of the seller. Um, a person eats badly and he eats a lot. Um, and drinks among Amaratsim, or oh, he doesn't speak nicely to people. He's, he's arrogant, he's, he's aggressive. He just doesn't speak nicely to people. A person doesn't have a pleasant expression on his face. You have an angry, aggressive look on your face. Look at what the Rambam counts as Chilul Hashem. These are not halachot. The more you're a person of stature, the more you've got to be careful. And, um, and even if you are careful, um, you, you honor them, if you do all these things correctly, uh, as one should do, 
ואוהבים אותם ומתאמים למעשיו, הרי זה כדי שאת השם, if he acts nicely that other people see him and, and want, to be, want to emulate him, that's קידוש השם. ועליו הכתוב אומר, ויאמר לי עבדי אתה ישראל, אשר בך אתפאר. When the goyim look at the Jewish people and say, wow, that's a yid, that's a ben Torah. That's the revelation, that's what I find pride in. That's what, that's what I find Kiddush um, Hashem in. How careful we have to be, because in the Adin, people do look at, at us as, as from people, uh, people who are learning Torah. People look at us and expect certain standards from us, and if we don't live according to those standards, even if halachically it's okay, we see how serious that is, and so you're sure. even at the risk of allowing the Chivi into Eretz Yisrael and having them live there and having to go against what the Torah itself says uh, in terms of, of allowing them to live there. One thing he wouldn't allow is the breaking of the neder, even though it wasn't a neder, it wasn't a shvur. It wasn't a shvur to start with, but they thought it was a shvur. And the nations thought of it as shvur, and, and the history books and the media think it's a shvur. And if that's the case, one has to be careful of, of Kiddush Hashem and Tehillah Hashem. Thank you.